Coming up, professional advice for parents of a child with a mental illness. Welcome, everybody, to At Home in Jerusalem, the podcast on H.com. I'm Heather Dean, and this is the place where each week a well-known scholar drops by for a visit and shares important insights from the Torah that will make home life better. And this week I'm joined by my guest, Dr. Jacob Friedman, at the worldwide headquarters of Aisha Torah in Jerusalem, Israel. And we'll be talking about adjustments, accommodations, and expectations parents need to establish with a child who is mentally unstable. Dr. Friedman is a psychiatrist who writes a popular weekly column for Mishpacha magazine called Off the Couch. And his goal is to promote awareness of mental illness and help families get the support they need. And if you are interested in contacting Dr. Friedman, you may do so through his website, drjacoblfriedman.com, which is D-R-J-A-C-O-B-L-F-R-E-E-D-M-A-N.com. Welcome, Dr. Jacob Friedman, to At Home in Jerusalem. I really appreciate you having me today, Heather. Thanks so much. So how can parents determine whether their child is actually mentally unstable or just going through a typical phase that children go through? I think that's a really good question. Uh, certainly, everybody goes through phases, and nobody is perfectly normal. Uh, so oh, that's a relief. <laughs> so it's really important to think about the fact that uh, the prevalence of mental illness is somewhere between uh, 25 to 33 mm-hmm. percent. So if you know more than two other people, you probably know somebody who has mental illness, mm-hmm. and that's okay. Mm-hmm. It's really important to say off the bat that a lot of times parents uh, are very concerned or very embarrassed Uh, or really don't know how to handle uh, some of the stigmas associated with mental illness, Mm -hmm. but that mental illness is similar to any other sort of condition, cardiac illness, uh, neurological illness, and it's really important to know that nobody did anything on purpose Mm -hmm. and that asking for help and seeking out a trained professional to help establish a diagnosis of mental illness when there are questions or concerns about a child's behavior is of utmost importance. Okay, so let's say there has been a visit to a trained professional. I'm wondering what you advise parents whose child has just been diagnosed with a mental illness where when they learn the actual term from a clinician, what should parents initially do and how should they prepare themselves for the road ahead with this child? That's a great question, Heather. I think it's really important uh, to avoid the knee-jerk reaction to Google uh, because unfortunately there's a lot of interesting uh, information online, uh, whether it's, uh, yeah, so whether it's uh, inappropriate information or just scary information, Mm -hmm. the truth is, is that part of uh, the job of the trained professional who will make a diagnosis of mental illness is to really do the work to explain uh, to the individual themselves who's been diagnosed and to the loved ones what exactly is bipolar disorder, ADHD, Mm -hmm. obsessive compulsive disorder, Mm -hmm. or any of the uh, other conditions that somebody could be diagnosed with. Okay, so instead of just going straight to the internet, deal with the qualified clinician. Absolutely. Uh, That's why it's so important to find uh, somebody who's uh, licensed, trained, experienced, Mm -hmm. and understands the cultural nuances associated with 
with uh, the individual and their family. And what do you advise parents who are feeling overwhelmed and exhausted and frustrated when when encounters with their child, even on the road to recovery, hit snags? I, I would imagine it's very difficult for them to be on the brunt of uh, yelling and the brunt of the child yelling or swearing or the slamming of car doors, that sort of thing. Certainly. Uh, I think that's a great question. Uh, something that's very important to note is that when we look at uh, large numbers of patients tens of thousands of uh, individuals with mental illness, one of the best prognostic factors is uh, good family support and good family insight. So it's so important for parents to know that if they want to help their children to live uh, meaningful, happy, and healthy lives, that they really need to have a good grasp of what's going to be helpful mm -hmm. and what's not going to be helpful. Okay. So certainly the blame game uh, doesn't help at all. Mm -hmm. uh, certainly uh, being on the same page as the treatment team is tremendously important. But it, as you said before, it's very critical that family members, uh, specifically parents, uh, understand what is the mental illness, what is the uh, evidence-based treatment, mm -hmm. and how do we make that happen. So I think there's a lot of great peer support groups. Uh, okay. For the listeners that are in uh, Eretz Yisrael, there's uh, Ezer Metzion, uh, which is a great organization. There's uh, Enosh Milam, which is another great organization that have family support groups and do a lot of uh, education that's uh, culturally sensitive. Uh, I think it's also really important for the folks in the states to know that uh, there are a lot of good organizations out there as well. So most big cities will have a Jewish Family and Children's Services. Mm -hmm. uh, there's also the National Alliance on Mental Illness, which has a lot of uh, unbiased uh, clinical information on their website. That's NAMI.org, N-A-M-I.org. Uh, and it's so important for family members to really, quote, get it because uh, moms and dads who are on the same page as the treatment providers can really ensure that uh, the most effective, appropriate treatment recommendations get carried out in the home. Because in the end, uh, most individuals want the best for their loved ones, sure. mm -hmm. and uh, the best means that everybody's on the same page, so that way the child doesn't get confusing mixed messages mm -hmm. from different family members, different treatment providers. Mm -hmm. Being on the same page, let's say Lamaisa in the real world, that that parent who is so dedicated and doing their very, very best has that moment where they there's just an outburst of I can't take this anymore and unfortunately it might be in front of the child. You know what I'm saying? Like if it if it's not often, but if it's if it happens. Well I think it does happen and sure. that's okay. Mm -hmm. And to say that it won't happen is not realistic. Mm -hmm. So I think we're only human beings. We're not angels and we have to do our best to understand our own limitations. Mm -hmm. So just like it's important for the child to have uh, support and good coping skills. It's important for parents to have support and good coping skills. Mm -hmm. I always advise uh, parents that it's better to take a breather and to walk outside uh, to go ahead and take some time alone mm -hmm. rather than to yell or explode in front of the kids. Mm -hmm. I also think it's important that if there is an explosion or a moment of yeah. uh, frustration uh, that uh, parents can go ahead and explain it afterwards to the people mm -hmm. that are involved and to say, listen, I was feeling out of control and I'm sorry that happened. Mm -hmm. uh, just like you, I'm also 
a human being, and sometimes human beings get overwhelmed. Right. I'm wondering if there's an age-appropriate answer to when the clinician tells to the parents what the name of the mental illness is to the parents, how do they explain it to the child, and who does? Like, it should be the parents first? or uh, So I think that, uh, again, it depends on the specific situation, mm -hmm. and uh, I think, again, we're all uh, individuals, so finding... Uh, a way of uh, working with the treatment team, parents can go ahead and figure out what's the best way to explain uh, the condition and the recommended treatment mm -hmm. to uh, the patient. Mm -hmm. I think it's really important also to note that some communities, people are very nervous about reaching out for support, but that, uh, thank God, in our community, there are a lot of really lovely people who are out there. There's a lot of uh, well-known uh, rabbis and rabbits that are out there who work a lot with mental illness and work in supporting uh, their congregants and their mm -hmm. students, but there's also a lot of uh, less well-known community leaders who are just lovely people that are willing to help. And I think just as people would reach out to their rabbi for questions about whether or not something is kosher or permitted on Shabbat, that they should also feel comfortable to reach out for the emotional support that they might need in this kind of challenging situation. Mm -hmm. Because in the end, uh, as a Jewish people, people, we're all responsible for each other. And part of being responsible for each other is being there in situations of stress and providing emotional support for uh, other people in our community. And it's important to identify who might be a good person and a resource to reach out for mm -hmm. in terms of these situations. Because certainly in my experience, there's always been at least one or two great people who are in a community that can provide unbiased, confidential support in these situations. Wow, amazing. Very, very helpful information, a very, very important uh, segment. Thank you so much, Dr. Friedman, for speaking with us today about this so important, crucial parenting challenge that affects the whole family. It's absolutely a pleasure, and we only see good things. There are many excellent articles about parenting on H.com. Check them out, and thanks for listening. Mm -hmm.